Holy Giva! Fighting big wet bugs is your destiny! And it's our destiny, too, on the universe's most heroic podcast, The Pod People. I'm not the dark hero the podcast deserves. I'm the dark hero the podcast needs. Matisse Fenrossum. I'm the vice president of the Genocide Corporation, Ben Sheets. And I'm a big wet bug, Cleveland Mosier. <laughs> big wet bug is the name of the game on tonight's episode. It is 2022, the year of the squeak wall. And we're uh, we're kicking, squeaking it out. We're squeaking it out. And uh, Cleveland had the honor of uh, choosing our first sequel of the year. It was an honor. And you picked the Giver Dark Hero sequel to the Giver. You're goddamn right, I did. <laughs> uh, I figured it'd been just long enough since we'd seen the original Giver, and it was time. It's been to... two years. Can you believe that? Two years. It's crazy how the time flies. Well, uh, COVID Gu- time, baby. Giver Dark Hero came out in 1994. Um, it's mm-hmm. a pretty much uh, entirely new cast and crew from the first one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's directed by uh, Steve Wang, and it stars Solid Snake himself, David Hayter, and some other people. The first one was directed by... It was Screaming Mad George, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one. Um, Steve Wang, also a effects guy, just like Screaming Mad George. Yeah, I think he also helped do like the Predator suit. Yeah, and he's a... He's a so The monster in this film has a has some Predator artic- articulation. Yeah, there's one the villain in particular. The main villain. Yeah. 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 Continuing the tradition of getting makeup artists to helm uh, the Giver the movies. But this time, uh, they said, fuck the children. We're making this a... Uh, Forget the children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, man. It's Hollywood. Yeah, it's Hollywood. But, you know, we don't want to allege without... Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, we, we, we don't allege, uh, you know, horrible shit for but, people we don't uh, know. Maybe they're nice guys. They probably are. They, they seem like they had a lot of fun making this movie. Yeah, yeah. sure. This is a, a, a R-rated Giver. You're goddamn right it is. It's, it's, Fuck the children. It's grittier. It's an R-rated <laughs> Giver movie. It's grittier. Yeah. It's darker. It's bloodier. It's, it's giverier. It's longer. It's more It's confusing. more. It's more. <laughs> it's more boring. It's... <laughs> Well, between the, the two Giver. movies, yeah, between the two movies, I have read as much Giver as I had after the first one, which is none. But I've I have gone on Google many times now and just looked at images of the manga, and it's so fucking cool looking, man. The manga like has like some really fucking cool Borg looking beetle, not Beetleborg, but like Borg looking shit. I mean, know, also also Beetleborg. I mean, also I mean, Beetleborg. I, there's no way big and bad. There's no way we didn't Beetle talk Borgs. about the Beetleborgs on our last uh, Giver episode. I'm sure we did. The, it's been uh, two years, but it's hard to remember. But yeah, I can't remember for sure. But I feel like there's no way we didn't because the Giver suit does look like a Beetleborg. It, I mean, it looks like a very cool one. Way cooler than the Beetleborg. Have you looked at the Beetleborgs recently? You should you should look no, at them again I sometime. I this looks gonna, way cooler. I was gonna say the Beetleborgs were cool, but the last time you were I, a literal child. The last time I I looked at a Beetleborg is when I was probably about eight years old. Yeah, which yeah. is the normal time to have last seen them. I look at creature design stuff all the time, so like you know I, I regularly go back to stuff like that, see what has held up in my memory, what has not. 
this is, I think, what I was, what I always imagined, you know, like it was always like filling my, the imagery that was always filling my child brain when I was watching, you know, Power Ranger shit, like old Godzilla movies and stuff. Like, this is fucking awesome. I love how they set up that this is going to be an R-rated movie. Right off the Right, bat. like the first shot we get is like just a blood splatter and then them saying like, Holy shit. Yeah, it's uh, the Giver beating up uh, a bunch of gangsters in a warehouse who are trafficking in... Cocaine. Cocaine, but not just cocaine. <laughs> cocaine in the form of uh, Barbie dolls. Yeah, melted down. Because, because <laughs> apparently... They say you can mix cocaine and plastic and form it into anything, and then if you melt it down, it's still pure. I don't think that's how that works. Nope. I think but, you have melted cocaine plastic. Yeah, and... you have you have a melted gooey <laughs> mixture of cocaine and plastic. That you can do absolutely nothing with. You can't inhale that. I mean, you'll still get high, but like not the way you want. I, I like to imagine this is their first time trying that. And they didn't test it out. <laughs> yeah, like, like, oh, yeah, that'll work. That'll totally work. <laughs> they get all the dolls back and start melting it down. It's like, this is just melted plastic. <laughs> um, you know when they say black tar heroin, it's not like literally just tar, right? Yeah, I, I could just imagine like the 90s moms like putting this on for their kids. They got it because they bought it at Blockbuster and like forgot to check the rating. Because it looks like a Power Ranger. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, Timmy. We have, uh, sorry, Timmy. We have to take this back to Blockbuster. Like, can't be watching this. You're too young. <laughs> Fucking great. Overall, I, I enjoy the the new opportunities that they had for fun, cool effects uh with the r rating lots of blood yeah, they, make they can use make this it. one very gory they could do mm -hmm. some cool body horror stuff what i was not expecting was the movie to be two hours and seven minutes long Ugh. and for it to be just absolutely jam-packed with the slowest most incomprehensible boring <laughs> bullshit yeah yeah this could have easily been a tight 90 this Easily. could have been this could have been a tight seventy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like the first one's something like eighty-eight minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, it's just like under that. ninety, and it's like it has a little bit of non-action stuff, but it's got way more like fun, kooky monster fights. You could cut this movie down to eighty-eight minutes yep. and really not mm. lose anything. <laughs> no, no, because the narrative is complete nonsense. Yeah. All we over we the just place. finished this movie, and I still don't know the motivations of anybody. I could probably loosely break it down. Okay, please right. try. You want, you want me to? Okay, here yeah. we go. Yeah, so uh, spoilers for the Giver Dark Hero. <laughs> yeah, so let's do it chronologically as opposed to series of events, right? So there's some aliens, right? Zoonoids. Zoonoids on another planet, okay? And they, they uh, get involved in some kind of space war. And so they send these pods all across the stars. One of, you know, a couple of them, I guess, end up on Earth. They try to make men, like cavemen, into zoonoids to fight their stuff, but the cavemen lose control. They can't handle it. So they try and build the Givers to, like, control the shit or whatever, and then use them as weapons. But they fail until now. When Kevin Snake Man, what's his name? Solid let's snake. go. Let's go with Kevin Snake Man. <laughs> yeah. That's not his name, but I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, when Snake Plissken shows up and uh, becomes the first, I guess, effective Giver, and uh, uh, there's an evil corporation on Earth that is trying to hoard all of the alien technology and use it for ill, 
instead. And that's what's going on. And there you go. That's it. Well, that was that's all what happened in the first movie. This movie too. I mean, yes. I honestly I couldn't tell you what happened in the first movie. I've forgotten most of that. I I gleamed most of that knowledge from this. Well, I mean, it is it's the same. The evil corporation is run by the Zoonoids or whatever. They're trying to get the Giver suit because it's a super powerful weapon. The first movie ends with the Giver killing all of the Zoonoids and destroying the Kronos mm-hmm. Corporation. Except I guess not, because this movie is full of Zoonoids and the Kronos Corporation is still around. Yes. Uh this is a tale as old as time. Uh, frankly, like none of these stories really have like a too different of a plot between like your Ultra Qs, Ultra Men, Common Riders, and uh, Power Rangers, right? Like they're all it's all the same premise. Aliens are in a war and they need the human spirit to to fight for them. Um, yeah. At least in the Power Rangers version, it's fun because they're like child soldiers. Child soldiers are fun. Right? And, uh... <laughs> Good we have that on record publicly. Um, and then, uh, the, uh... Yeah, yeah. So, like, with, with like, Ultraman, for instance, the same idea. Like, they're in an inter- intergalactic war and they need, like, some young man with a lot of heart to to wear their armor and fight their battles for them. And, uh, yeah, like all, all of those stories, it's all that it's always that, um, even your, your, most of your mech dramas involve aliens on earth in some capacity, you know, that have been here for a long time and are like coming out of the earth's crust or some shit. You get it. It's pretty old at this point. I mean, like what, like ultra Q was like the fifties, I think, I guess, I don't know. You know, like, yeah, they've been, they've been doing this shit for a minute. Uh, but man, Slapping an R rating on it, though, like, makes all the difference in the world. It's one thing to have, like, two guys in rubber suits, like, punching the shit out of each other. It's another thing when they're, like, punching the shit out of each other and, like, the rubber suits are, like, bleeding. And I mean, it's like, why blood it, splatters everywhere. Like, it get lots of squid. It's one, oh, it's one it's of the so reasons much that better. Psycho Goreman was so good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, who boy does Psycho Goreman make this movie look like dog shit by comparison? Yeah. Not that I didn't have fun in certain scenes of this movie. Yeah, dog shit's a little harsh, but I, 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 you're right. Well, it feels like this is really what Psycho Goreman is parodying. Yeah. Very directly. Yeah. You know, like... (laughs) Like, Hard I'm sure they've comparisons. seen this movie. It's, it's definitely standing on its shoulders. Yeah. For sure. I'm yeah. sure they've seen this movie. But like, this movie tribute. is Dark Heroes going with complete sincerity into everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will, I will say, too, that, like, the, the puppetry in this film is better than Psycho Gorman. The amount of articulation in, like, the monster's faces, like, yeah. next to Psycho Gorman is better. Like, Probably. It is, like, on a technical level, it is better made. The script is... Is is dog shit. Yeah. Like compared yeah. to like Psycho Gorman has an amazing script and frankly it thrives on it. It's very self aware. Mm-hmm. It's it's very comedic. I it's will, fun. The dialogue is largely engaging. There are a few slow moments. This movie is rife with slow I will, moments. I will say and, to and give Psycho Gorman its due. A few of the creature suits in this movie are definitely better, but especially towards the end when they introduce some more of like the henchmen characters, those are much cheaper and lazier. And I think that Psycho Goreman is, is, uh, 
the the suits are better than some of those. You think so? I just I think I of, like the final fight scene in Psycho Goreman and like the the angel one and stuff. Like, there's no articulation. The there's angel nothing. one looks shitty. I think that's partially by design. I oh, mean, it's definitely for comedy. We don't, like, we don't yeah, need to. It's played for laughs. Relitigate Psycho Goreman, but like this movie, I think of like the fucking uh, Frog Man with nipples. That one looks really bad. It looks great. What are you talking about? It has nipples. <laughs> Those nipples are amazing. It does have nipples. No, uh, nipples for milking, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like frog man with milk the fro- nipples. The frog milk. Man. <laughs> I, the, the, like, the main villain uh, who's, like, the has creature, who's like the creature from the Black Lagoon, that that one does fucking whip ass. Yeah. That, that suit yeah. looks extremely cool. Yeah, like, like just a more uh, moist predator. Without it is very predator esque with mm-hmm. the kind of mandibles. Yeah, it's it's the it's the predator from the Black it's, Lagoon. Yeah, it's the creature from the Black Lagoon with like predator mandibles. Yeah, and it's, which and is it's dope. really dope. And I mean, it's it's very very well done. It's yeah. very it's a a highly articulated automated suit thing and it it looks fucking sweet um the guyver still looks good it looks better yeah i mean well i I think this movie definitely had a step up in budget from the last one for sure um i just wish they had done even more of the fight scenes and less of the everything else in between yeah oh my god or just cut the everything oh my god there's plenty of fight scenes in this movie it just it just needed to slow down a little bit the settings i think i think just a few too many like out in the woods scenes but like that the scenes out in the woods are pretty good honestly I think they probably spent all of their their uh, budget on the the creature suits and like the interior of the ship design. So they're we'll like, ah, fuck it. The rest of this is just going to be out in the woods, mm. um, <laughs> which is a shame. If this movie had more of a budget, like more sequences in the city would have been really cool. Because like that opening sequence, like I love the lighting and like all the the fog. I mean, in fairness, the first Giver we got, you know. Guyver in the city. It was mostly yeah. that. It was, it was yeah. mostly mm-hmm. in the city. This one is is out in the woods because Solid Snake, uh, the Guyver, has uh, he's he he thought he destroyed all the Zoonoids, but he keeps having keeps having bad dreams, and he does some extremely childish drawings in a notebook. Uh, and then he sees a news report from utah for some reason even though he's in like la i don't know why they'd be getting utah news (laughs) but also like it doesn't specify the location in the news report it says specifically like yeah uh and he saw a werewolf in these woods in these woods yeah it cuts to to bubba yeah (laughs) yeah a drunk old man scribbling in his notebook talking about how his brother got killed by a werewolf and he draws and he holds up a drawing that he did that is just like a child's a child's drawing and it's so funny because he's insisting throughout the interview that he's he wasn't drunk that he wasn't drunk but the funny thing about it is that with complete seriousness it, the film then has uh, David Hayter looking down at his own notebook that has equally childish <laughs> drawings, and then he's like, I have to go to Utah. So the whole rest of the movie takes place just, well, like, out in the woods in Utah. Because those childish drawings were obviously drawn by the same person, which is what's so funny about it to me, right? Like, they both look like they're terrible. And, like, for a oh, movie yeah, that is, yeah. like, such good, like, like art production design... In the film, they're not drawn by the same person, but... In real life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like, they both look like, yeah, they're like, about the same skill level. And it, it's just, it's so funny to me, like, when we look at, like, how, like, technically proficient the suits are. And, like, those are the drawings, like, that anyone on your team could, like, come up with. Like, that's, that's as good as you had. Like, stick figures. Like, that's... <laughs> 
That's what you had. Wow. All right. Yeah, it's like a kid's T-Rex drawing. But before he goes out to Utah, he has to break up with his girlfriend from the first movie so they can then introduce a new love interest almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, I... I don't know why they even included the old girlfriend. It's a different actress. She's in one scene where they're standing out in the woods, and she's like, you destroyed the Kronos Corporation. He's like, but I'm still having dreams about aliens. And she's like, you're crazy. And then he's like, this isn't going to work, is it? And then it just cuts to him going to Utah. <laughs> immediately meeting just a new girl. As soon as he gets into Utah, he meets the, the new love interest, whose name I don't remember, nor do I care. Corey? Corey in the house. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and, she has her gla- and she has her hair up and glasses down on. On. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he does the most sensual pickup move imaginable <laughs> and shows her Walks up to her and immediately shows her his drawings <laughs> yeah his child drawings and says he saw them in his dreams and he needs to get to the archaeological site and she's like cool with it yeah she's like get in and takes him to the archaeological <laughs> site where they've been digging in a mountain and they find a guyver spaceship or something. We don't need to go over all of the minutia. It takes nope. so takes so fucking long. It <laughs> nope. takes so fucking long. I mean, I don't think I could if you asked me the technical details. No, they introduce us to a bunch of characters. Uh, the dig is there, funded. There are two brunette white women in this movie, and I cannot tell them apart. Yeah, uh, there's so many times in the movie where we're just like, who's who is this? Yep, and couldn't tell uh, you. The dig is funded by a, a corporation that turns out to be the Kronos Corporation. Surprise. So there's, <laughs> oh a, my God. there's a company man who's like the main bad guy who's there. There's a, a government agent who's there spying. In secret. For some he's an archae- He's an archaeologist who is actually a secret government agent, which let me tell you something. He has when a does really, he sleep? He has like, a really, uh, <laughs> you're going to be an, a, like a full-time archaeologist and government agent? Like, where, when, when the fuck are you sleeping? He's, he's a really undercover. He's really deep. He has a really gay moment with David Hayter out in the woods <laughs> where he gets like really up in his face and it's supposed to be intimidating. Yeah. But it looks like they're just they're like they're about to kiss. Yeah, because like David Hayter like encounters him like on the radio with the, the governor. Yeah, he yeah. follows him out into yeah, the, the woods, woods and like he's so, like, talking on the radio. And David Hayter steps on a twig. So like he approaches him or whatever. And he's like. You don't, you don't know what you're in for. And he's like, you don't know what you're in for. And then, like, the the guy who's, like, heading the archaeological dig, who is the secret villain, like, walks by and he's like, hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? What are, what are y'all doing over here? And it, and it's like, like, this guy, like, has, like, such strong, like, gay porno energy, <laughs> like, about him. Like, that it was just, it was like, oh, y'all. And they're just like y'all touching, no, y'all touching dicks over here, just, guys. They're just like nose. What to are you nose. doing? <laughs> There's like nose to nose up against a tree, and they're and he's like, "Hey, what's going on, guys?" And they're like, "Uh, um, um not gay uh, stuff. Uh, nothing. Yeah, we, we're uh, we're looking for that bear. Yep, we're looking for that bear. That 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 uh, not he, not human bear though. We're not gay. Uh, we're looking we're looking for uh yeah for for the big bear." But not like not in a gay way. But like yeah, the whole time, this guy like like the the villain is rough. We got to talk about him. He is he is 
hands down the worst actor yeah. in a movie full of terrible actors. I think, yeah, like I, uh, I think the hardest thing for me to believe was that his alien suit was hiding somewhere in his super receded hairline. Honestly, like, at a certain point, his performance goes from like so bad to like transcending badness <laughs> and becoming kind of genius. I mean, it's like, like, it's entertaining yeah, the whole time. He's, just gives terrible delivery after terrible delivery and when paired with the most incomprehensible <laughs> you know semi-english script it just comes off incredibly yeah like ben is doing like the like the italian hand gestures while he's describing this like he's describing like a you know like a fine italian wine like oh yeah like this bad acting is like it's so rich like and i agree i, I i'm uh, i'm just i'm further illustrating your point he's such a goofball uh uh of a dude but really just flat and dry weirdly paced in what he says like oh well you know i'm much like you we're we're birds of a feather what was the the line that we were laughing at? i think chase is looking it up on his phone right oh i have it written down well I mean, we kind of have to. We kind of have to jump ahead to the end for that one. Yeah, we'll hold off on that. But I mean, the whole script is just like full of. It's a combination of like bad deliveries, but also I think like just a bad script. Like there are lines that don't sound like English. Yeah, which is weird because like. Yeah, we looked up the director. Like he 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 grew up like he he moved he's to the states. Born, yeah, he was he's like, born. He was born in Taiwan, but he he, he, he moved to the states. He was like nine. When right? He was like nine. Yeah, and he's only one of the writers, and the other one is an American. So it's not like a Tommy. I think it's just rushed. It's not like a Tommy Wiseau thing where I think I think they built their suits and took all their time on that. And we're like, we need to put some sort of script together. Yeah, I with mean, this. it's like you see, you see where they really like put the effort in, but like it's just, and it's it's not the it's not the script, but it's just wild. Like you would think that if you're focused on like doing cool monsters and building cool sets and having fight scenes, like why is there so much story in this? If I was a betting man, like again, I have not read the like og guyver stuff i really should though but i i'd be willing to bet this is like in some capacity faithful you know with like the ancient alien stuff and like it was trying really hard to like pay homage because because again like it it hits all the same bullet points of like your ultramans of your you know like other things well that's that's what i kind of feel like it has so much reverence for the source material that it pulls like really directly including the broken english translation which is why we get a lot of weird dialogue choices. That would be that my in, guess. That because in and of just... itself is such a weird choice, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if that is the case, yeah, it, it's it's hard to say. But like, man, this is a this is a fucking bad script. Yeah. And some really really bad actors. I mean, I guess David Hayter is the best of the bunch. Oh yeah, by miles. Um, and I even mean, even still. his even his performance isn't great. I mean, he's pretty young in this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but his performance is funny. He, he, you know, he has like a similar energy as the guy from uh, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two. A lot of his facial expressions are like. Like whenever he gets mad, it's just like he smelled a big dink, stinky poopy. Like he's just he's just like wrinkles up his nose and he gets all, you know, like when his his cheeks kind of start twitching and his eyebrows kind of move all over the place. 
It's got a very expressive face for somebody mm-hmm. who's famous as a voice actor. Well, I, yeah, and I think there's a reason for that. I don't know. I just it, it gets really campy. It. I mean, a, a, Jesus a, a, Christ! Like fucking Metal Gear Solid is like the campiest video game series. So like he's true. He's well at. Well, home. we were theorizing that like Hideo Kojima had to like see him in something, right? And like, I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It, you, it's probably it was probably this. I wouldn't well, be surprised. This movie came out in '94. Metal Gear Solid came out in '98. You know, and I mean, development the cycle, four the years. Giver, the mm. Giver is, yeah, you know, the Giver is a Japanese manga, you right. know, so, like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure these movies had a bigger audience in Japan than they did in America. So, I mean, hard to say for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, some connective tissue there. It's not a huge leap. It, and it's not. Yeah, some robotic bioconnective tissue. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it makes a lot of sense that, like, that first Iron Man movie did so well, you know? It's the same idea, you know, a guy in a cool suit. And, like, when you have the budget for it, when you make it look good, like, it really sells it. Ah, uh, they've been doing guy in a cool suit things for forever. Yeah, again, like, all, you know, Ultra Q is, like, 50s. So, like, it, it, you, you love to see it. I mean, fuck, knights in armor, you know? Yeah. It all goes back mm-hmm. to the same thing. Everybody likes, a cool, everybody likes a cool outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, man, I know I do. I think that, like, if you did a movie with, like, a good script... Still taking it seriously, even like I love Psycho Gorman for being like self-aware and goofy, but like like you did like a like a really tight script, kept the R rating on it, and like kept the cool fucking suits with like modern tech with like some CG enhancement in places and like a big budget. You could have the coolest fucking movie. Like I, mean, I think I think that there like there's the potential for just the coolest goddamn movie ever. And like I just I keep seeing like didn't they do that minus the R rating with the live action Power Rangers movie from like five years ago? Uh, I mean, kind of, but like, like there isn't enough like practical stuff in that movie. It's mostly CG. Um, I mean, like still keeping like the cool Giver suit and like the cool like stunt work, but again, with like a, like an even bigger budget and, you know, like more blood effects and the rest and set in like a city and you know, all that. I just, I would love that, man. You're just describing Batman. I mean, basically. Yeah. But, and they uh, are making that over and over and over again. It's true. Well, there's one coming out pretty soon. Yeah. But Batman isn't like a, a cool robot bug suit. You know what I'm he's saying? He's not a cool robot. Bug and like, suit. Th- and he's not true. fighting aliens. You know, he's fighting a clown man. Like I'm looking for like aliens and like more of that. And like, yeah, hey, we're, supposed to be, we're supposed to be getting that spawn reboot eventually. Yeah. That's closer. That's closer for I sure. Mean, the thing is like in 2022, I don't know if, we're able to get something like that with sincerity. I feel like if we're going to get that, it's always going to have a sort of ironic veneer See, on it. But like, like okay. Psycho Goreman did. So, so as a recording, like last night, the Moon Knight trailer like dropped. And I watched it, and you're going to see the comparisons in it, because we're going to watch it after the podcast. I'm going to show you guys after the podcast. And like, it has the same kind of tone. I know it's not going to have the hard R rating, so it's going to be neutered in that respect for sure. But like... It's the same idea where, like, he has a suit that takes over and, you know, he fights. Wait, you're saying this in favor of Moon Knight? No. Oh. No, 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 no. Well, because well, you're say, you're using it as an analogy for well, how to do what you're trying. I'm to saying do. it in favor of my point, which which is that there is room for that because people are doing it. It isn't just have to be a psycho gore man. Like like if Disney's gonna try and do it, they're gonna somebody else is gonna try and do it with an R rating at some point. They and like maybe. they've been doing it with like the Suicide Squad and like the other movies and stuff. Like give it give it to a James Gunn. Like give it to somebody like that, and it could be fucking sick. Is all I'm saying. But James Gunn is like. I know he does the self-aware goofy stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all self-aware, goofy irony humor. Like, I mean, it takes itself seriously within its own world, which, I mean, I think that the Giver does as well. Yeah, and that's enough. Um, 
this isn't be all self serious, but like 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 this is a degree of it. Well, I think what makes this movie so funny is that there is such a self seriousness and sincerity to it at times. Yeah, yeah. I I considering really, how goofy it is. I I really kept thinking the whole time we were watching this movie that. Without you guys here, I would have been just fucking miserable for most of this runtime. Mm-hmm. Like, man, the fight—the fights are great, and they're they're pretty lengthy too. So, mm-hmm. like, there are some really fun, exciting things, but the movie's over fucking two hours long, and I was getting so bored that we started talking about. Uh, doing a deep dive into the origin of Chuck E. Cheese. cheese. Like, while we were watching this movie... Yeah, because, like, he just he goes to the, like, he goes to the dig like, site and there's nothing happening. Oh, my God. It's just so much. And then it's like... Nothing. And then we get the little... The quick fight scene with the, the rhino uh, porcupine man out in the woods for, like, five minutes, which is cool, but then it goes back to just, like, endless fucking pablum and bullshit at the fucking dig site and i'm i'm the kind of guy too like i usually get like kind of perturbed if like conversations start going on over movie dialogue i really like to try and give the movie its due and all the rest of it but me too yeah it just kept going going. (laughs) i just could not follow what was going on nor could i give a shit yeah yeah who could really bring the investment around for it yeah it's um, like then something fun on screen would catch our attention. It's like okay, back to paying attention. Yeah, yeah, back to like the fun they, monster they fighting. Get into the the exploring the interior of the ship is pretty cool. It's fucking yeah, rad. Not, not much happens, but the set is very dope. It's great. It's great. Um, I love like they do the rotating camera, and you can't really tell like what's the floor and what's the ceiling until mm-hmm. the people walk into the shot. Yeah, him talking to the weird metal ball coming out of the flesh in the wall. Yeah. There's so many, like, fun little bits, and uh, we couldn't, like, almost couldn't tell if, like, one scene was composited or not, because, like, they walk into this huge antechamber, and, like, I couldn't see, like, any, like, poorly composited, like, lines or anything, or, like, there's no, like, fuzz or, like, green edges. It was either a very good compositing job, or they built, like, a really large fleshy alien spaceship interior for like two shots you know what it could be too now that i think about it now that distance we're play about it? force perspective force perspective yeah. have a miniature like right up on the yeah. camera and then have them way, way away off in the distance yeah that's that's it's probably it's probably that was. because that's there wasn't probably what it was that's yeah, probably doing force perspective Fucking cool, though. Like, it looks great. Because that would be absolutely insane to build Mm -hmm. a set that huge for two shots. Well, two shots. And also, like, we have to remember, too, this movie had, like, under a million dollar budget. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it had more of a... Under a million. It had more of a budget than than the first one. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's still relatively low budget. I mean, I think that's why they they continue to have these helmed by fucking makeup artists mm-hmm. because it's like, hey, this is about the the effects and the monster fights, so let's put somebody who's really good at that shit in charge yep. so they'll put all their efforts into that shit. Yep. And then, I mean, everything else uh, suffers because of it. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. I, I don't know. I just I think if you had someone designing that suit in a Disney film, you know, in like a Marvel film or whatever, like that shit would cost a million on its own. You know, like it's crazy to me. Uh, frankly, it's wild. Like as many bad moments as there are in the film or whatever else or cheap mo- moments, but there's plenty of cheap things in this movie sure. too, for sure. Like it's a, it's all over the goddamn place in respect to budget. But like when it the budget is on, it's fucking on. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and uh, and again, like seeing that 
price again even for like the 90s was, was to me pretty impressive like and I, and I think that it, this movie is still a feat for that budget because again to to go back to this the last time I, and i'll shut the f- i don't want to talk about it any more than that but to go back to the moon knight trailer like the fucking <laughs> the 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 uh the suit looks awful like in the trailer at least i don't know maybe in the show they'll fix it up or whatever but like it looks sad yeah, I've seen the pictures of that. Yeah, like especially like trailer, com- you, if but... you compare to like what he looks like in the comic, where it's just like the hood and it's just dark and like white eyes underneath. And you see that, and it's like he's had like weird mummy wrapping, and it looks it like looks terrible. It looks bad, and his eyes have like weird cavities in them that look like just sad. It's like it's like over detailed, and it looks like uh, and Oscar Isaac doing his worst Michael Caine impression. Yeah, it's weird, um, but. But you, what you get is like this effect where I, I, I see in a lot of these like modern movies uh, where it looks like they're doing a LARP. It's like the Cowboy Bebop movie, like like Netflix series. Like like you look at any of like the production imagery for that and it looks like they're doing a fucking LARP. Like they're at a convention, like an anime convention. And I look at the Guyver suit in this movie and I don't feel that way. I look at them like I want to fucking wear that. Like I want to be that. Like it's cool. Well, like it's a neat design. The, and the funny comparison. I think it's there. the wetness. Yeah. Well, and I'll say, like, the <laughs> funny comparison damn. there is we've talked about kind of the difficulty of, you know, converting anime to live action mm. in past episodes. And I feel sure. like this movie does that really well. Yes. Like, the fight sequences are extremely anime. Yeah. But you they're know, fun. Doing tons of spins and stuff yeah. midair. There's lots of wire work. But yeah, it it works because it's goofy and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're really putting their all into it and it doesn't feel soulless. You know, like like you can tell that like everybody on set like wanted to be there. Maybe maybe some of the actors, maybe not. But like there's some fun there, there's Yeah, some I don't fun know. There. There's some performances that Yeah, that are rough. I'm but like, like for my paycheck. <laughs> but technically, the combat stuff, not the case. To do like fucking triple kick the moon like maneuvers <laughs> and shit like that, like uh uh in a in a rubber hot suit in like the california sun you want to be there those fight scenes have to be egregious you know like like that's that that is a not easy to do especially like uh for for so long because like those sequences go on for a while which means the shooting went on for a really long time there's that one fight scene where like half of it just takes place uh in just like in a river mm-hmm. and i wonder if they did that because they're like it's hot let's move this fight scene dude. to the river dude <laughs> honestly though just to cool off like and let's i was the fight scene I, uh, the and, and i said during i just said during the movie too like 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 the the day after can you imagine like how much much those fucking suits stank. stank yeah like like just stinky suits because like they're like these they're just big grown men like flipping around in like the hot sun and then like 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 getting wet like in the water and like all, all of just like that physical exertion like in those like rubber like those tight rubber suits wow like i can only imagine like peeling out of those things it, it's a lot of work and it and and it's the kind of work that that does have a really good payoff though and like it shows and you can i think like anyone can can relate with and enjoy it you know again unlike a lot of these like superhero movies like that where it's it's largely cg and it's just it's cartoon you know so it's soulless it's soulless though. yeah it's soulless. and it's like this is you know say like what you, you say what you want about this movie it. but it's at least got some it's at least got some soul mm-hmm. um i think the the fight scenes are better choreographed than they are shot 
Um, yes. Maybe maybe edited or or a combination of the two. Um, I I don't think the fight scenes are super well shot and edited, but there's something that's kind of charming about that in, because it's like. It is just as you described in almost sexual detail, just big guys in rubber suits just flipping around, getting sweaty, you peeling them off. You don't need to put an almost in front of that. That's fine. Uh, so, you know, like I'm it, about half chub right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, to, to have them kind of be like shoddily uh, shot and cut together is like it's kind of like. Yeah, that's kind of cute, but then they'll, do, but then like they're all of a sudden just be like a crazy gory moment. It's like, oh, dope. whoa, yeah. yeah. Well, it's usually like it's it's usually superseded by like, uh, you know, like a like he's like he flies through the air and he the most like, extravagant flip you can imagine. ever, and he like he kicks him in the chest like six times like while they're flying through the air. Like I love that shit, man. So they do shots of people flopping, yes. right? just yeah. getting thrown, just eating. <laughs> Man, they're they're like five or six shots in this movie where it looked like uh, whoever is in the suit just like landed real hard on their back. Yeah, like the prawn. Okay, in the river, there's the bit like right before the river where they fucking throw the prawn guy and he just, he like, his back just hits a fucking big old rock. And And it's like, there's not, like, like, those suits have some padding in them, but like, there's no way they have that much padding. Like, that had to hurt. And then there's the one later where he like does the weird, crazy, flippy shit under the rope bridge. Yeah. And like, flips the guy off and that dude like does a backflip off the bridge, bounces off of like, like a rock shelf and then onto Lands the on floor. the ground. And yeah. It, and it's like, there's some other shots. It's like, that looks like it really hurt. <laughs> like that, that doesn't look like they landed that. Like they probably should have. Yeah, like like know? were there like were there injuries in this? You know, like um, it, it, it it's probably, probably. It's sort of, like it, it it reminds me of imagine uh, like getting like a herniated disc for this movie. <laughs> y'all, do you remember Spider Man? Turn off the dark. <laughs> I had forgotten until just now. <laughs> like, man, I, like, honestly, though, I I hate, I, I wish I was at a point in my life where I could have, like, fucking gone to New York to see that shit, right? Uh, I would have in a heartbeat. Can you imagine, yeah, getting to see, like, a guy, like, sing, like, a shitty Broadway song about the Green Goblin and then leap off of a ledge and fucking eat it? Like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> like... <laughs> like what the fuck? Like okay, I should say like like it's bad form to like wish wish harm on people, etc. But like you know, like everyone has that bit of their lizard brain where like they they crave blood sport. And I, watching I, I people, wouldn't, I wouldn't ever wish harm on somebody. Like in watching people in future tense is and always has been funny. It's and a it's an all American pastime be. for sure. Yeah. It really is. But like it's the past tense of it, you know, like knowing they came out of it all right or whatever. Right. Actually, I don't. I don't think the turn off the some of the turn off the dark injuries were like a walk away kind of thing. No. They? I think some people <laughs> got paralyzed. Yikes! Ooh. Yeah, not worth it. That's more embarrassing. Than yeah, man. For like, like, Dark there, Hero. there are like there are some things that like getting paralyzed is like I guess worth it for like leaping into a car to save a child or like trying to stop something from hitting a bunch of people. I all my analogies are the same, but but not you get what I'm Spider-Man. saying. Not a Spider Man. Not a musical. Like that's not that ain't worth your paralysis. That ain't worth your legs for sure. That's showbiz, baby. Yeah, God, is it? It's something, but yeah, rough. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, what were we talking about? I don't know. I'm changing the subject. Please. Uh, Les Claypool, the third. Yeah, what the fuck? The soundtrack to this. Not that Les Claypool. The other Les Claypool. Which we had to confirm. Yeah, which we think. I I have a secret theory that it is Les Claypool, and he didn't want anything to do with it. And so he scrubbed his legacy of it. So he just put the third at the end of his name? Yeah. And hoped no one would notice? Yeah. Or is oh, it... yeah, it's a different Les Claypool. But, like, how many fucking Les Claypools are musicians out there, like... Making music in the 90s. In the 90s. Like, what the fuck? It's weird, right? It is weird. Yeah. It is weird. Like, that doesn't... That doesn't not... check out. Like, the, what are the odds, you know? I... I'm gonna I, see if Primus Les Claypool is Les Claypool the fourth. Because if he is, then... Uh, is Les... it his father? Yeah. <laughs> no. Is He's there any not. information on Les Claypool the third? Uh, this is worth looking into. We need to know for science. Looks like he did sound for Perfect Blue, and a lot of the CG Resident Evil movies. Okay, here's a thought. Right, this Les Claypool is Japanese. He's definitely no. Not. He's just. I'm a looking weeb. at pictures of him right now, and he's absolutely not Japanese. But he does, however, seem to be a. Uh, Hawaiian shirt connoisseur. Oh, yeah. Ben was just showing me a photo that had him in a Hawaiian shirt. I'm seeing lots of pictures uh, of him in Hawaiian shirts. Oh, and how about this? People also search for Les Claypool III related to Les Claypool. Let's find (laughs) out. No. (laughs) The answer is no. No relation. (laughs) No relation. (laughs) Incredible. Les Claypool, no No relation. relation. How about it? Do you think that Les Claypool III make sure to have himself credited in movies as Les Claypool the third to not be mistaken for Les Claypool of Primus? Probably. It's probably like that office space thing mm. where it's uh Michael Bolton, right? Like Michael Bolton. Michael Bolton in in Office Space where he has the same name as a famous person. Oh like Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah you just put a three on the end yeah he's probably not even the third he just didn't want what to be is? confused what if what if les claypool of a nirvana lineage. fame is actually the one who's copying did les claypool say, the third did you just say of nirvana fame? sorry i mean system of a down whatever scrumpus what what's his band primus <laughs> that's it <laughs> same thing primus and scrumpus are the same thing yeah he's the cheese man mm-hmm Exactly. Why, why? Why is my brain? Why does it do that? <laughs> why? Why can't I just say Primus? Instead, my brain has to say like an approximation, like Scrumpus. <laughs> I like it's not even doing a bit. Like I really just couldn't remember the name of it. So it's like Scrumpus is what my brain did instead. I mean, Primus is also a nonsense word. So yeah, I guess it's all salad. At the yeah. end of the day, who fucking cares? I do want to talk about. I certainly don't. Uh, gig back to the movie. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about the evil Giver at the end. We got to because oh, we man. also get we also got to get to that one line that just doesn't make any sense. So this is a super fun idea, right? Like you've got your alien, your corporation that's using alien technology to turn all of its goons into into goons, 
right? into monster goons. Into monster yeah. goons, right? And then you've got the head honcho on this project. He's not even like the main supervillain. Like he comes in over the TV who looks like the guy from the first one, but we know he died. So I'm a little confused on that one. Maybe it's cloning. Who cares? Anyway, our villain of this movie, uh, like that. Five the, head. Yeah, five head. Uh, the, 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 the honcho bad guy. He is the aforementioned creature of the Predator Lagoon character. Yes. But then he grabs – he gets one of the Giver suit things and he puts it on over the top of his monster suit, which is a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. Like that, cool. that's the kind of shit I'm there for, like weird morphing creatures that morph on top of morphing creatures. That is my shit. So uh, love that turn um, and it looks dope. And he has much more practical arm blades. His come forward. The, yeah, than our hero Giver who has them the coming elbow. out of his elbows. Which, which looks cool. Looks cool, extremely impractical for fighting. Because yeah. like yeah. when they come out of his elbows, like and he's standing there like forward, he looks like a human fighter jet. Like it's dope. Yeah. Like like they're like they're like they almost look like wings. It's very again like uh, insect like uh, with like long elbow joints, but they're blades. Fucking cool mad impractical yeah how do you fight with that you have like no control yeah well the idea is just that you have your fists up and then you move past and then you and and by moving past you move through right like like so it's like i think it's like a boxing style right it's i'm not i'm not fighting for this being effective forward blades is way better but then it doesn't make any sense for like blocking blows though no, in any way. No, no, no. It's it's really impractical for that. Yeah, but like, which I feel like is like half of the the, the shit that he does in the movie <laughs> is like he's using the elbow blades to like block incoming blows and like maybe if you're fending off like multiple attackers coming from the side. Sure, yeah. But in like a one on one fight, like a, an opponent like in front of you, like you got to bring your arm so far over <laughs> to to use the blade. Well, they do the funny thing in both films where they compensate for that by just giving him absurd reaction time. Right. And they show it by, you know, both movies trying to shoot the Giver and him just blocking in different arm poses. Speaking of shooting people, multiple times in this movie, uh, somebody tries to shoot one of, like, the Zoonoids, and the bullets just bounce harmlessly off them, but they're then, like, easily incapacitated later by just being hit with things, like a hammer, or a pickaxe, or a rock. (laughs) Like... (laughs) What's the point of showing that bullets don't work if you can just hit them with a hammer and they go down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there there's a bit where one of, like our archaeologist character like throws a rock at one of them and I just got like really big like OG Star Trek vibes <laughs> when he fights the, the the lizard man. Um there's a lot of that, but the choreography is like worlds better. Yeah. And and the articulation for that matter. But something important about the the alien guy Giver, guy, I almost said geyser. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> all these fucking nonsense words. Yeah. What if it was pronounced? What if it was pronounced Giver? <laughs> Giver. <laughs> I was thinking about that during the movie. Heebie heebie. Um. Anyway, the the alien guy gets. Uh, he also has the Giver unit, but his that he got from inside of the ship is damaged. Which is eventually, you know, how the Giver is able to kill him. But there's a fucking inscrutable line that I had to write down 
it's their Mortal Kombat exchange. Yeah, right their before standoff. The fight starts. And uh, and Solid Snake says to the alien Giver, he says that unit's damaged. You don't know. You don't know what it'll do to you. And the alien Giver responds, "It'll do to you just fine." <laughs> <laughs> It'll do to you just fine. What does that mean? (laughs) Oh, it'll do to you just fine. It'll do to you just fine. Oh my god! And then they fight, and it's cool. And uh, and then he kills him. The movie. And then he kills the the alien Giver by pulling the Giver ball out of his forehead and then blasting lasers out of his titties at him. It just blows him away, which is a a power that he has not exhibited before, uh, either in this movie or in the previous movie. I think he does in the previous film. I think I don't think he has. I don't think he has the. I don't think he has the titty lasers and. Yeah, because it's like when he's holding, I I don't know if it's supposed to be like he's absorbing the power from like the other Giver ball that he's like holding in his hand, but like his chest like starts glowing and he just like grabs his his chest plate and just like pulls it open and it's just like b- blinding yeah. white light uh, that re- just obliterates. It reminds me of like like uh, how like <sighs> Iron Man, you know, like he does like the hand lasers and then like you know when he's really charged up or whatever he uses his cool big chest laser. I think it's kind of like that, you know, where like wasn't that a thing in like Gundam too? Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah, all those. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, like, an, having it's a, animation. A, a big light on your chest is like a thing. Yeah, yeah. I love how after he takes the ball out of the the main villain's head that the main villain kind of just melts into like goo <laughs> he starts melting Dude, you see his skull like his yeah. human skull beneath it's pretty gnarly alien tissue yeah. it looks awesome i like that they made his uh, his arm blades all limp and floppy while he's melting <laughs> i thought yeah. that was a nice touch mm-hmm. um also it made like the the titty laser seem kind of redundant because like he was already like he was like melting he well, was fucked you know yeah but y'all you got to get that laser in you know you got to get a big laser blast in. i mean it would have been like, it would have been helpful if he could utilize that like earlier in the well, fight there's the know? cool sequence like right before too where like the bad guy throws him like into the (laughs) scaffolding and like the big scaffolding platform comes down and then he comes up out of it and they do their final bit and when he blasts the villain we get this cool shot where it cuts back and we see that that scaffolding platform has just a huge hole in it yeah like the laser went clear through it i thought that was super fucking cool that was a fun touch yeah just implying that that, yeah the laser was just like this giant wide beam Kind of a la uh, another manga that would have been popular at the time. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. No, Blam. Actually. Also Dragon Ball Z. Uh, yeah, which I would recommend. Uh, if you like like big lasers and like cool weird robot shit, just looking at imagery from the manga like is is incredible. But the uh, Polygon Pictures did a did a short film covering like one of the small stories in, in Blam. It's on Netflix and uh, it's it's really good. Uh, and he's got a he's got like a normal sized gun. That shoots like a sky skyscraper sized laser. It's it's very good. I would just recommend Dragon Ball Z, where they shoot lasers so big they have to spend three episodes charging them up before yeah. they can fire them. They sure do, don't they? Can't get lasers bigger than that. Mm, yeah, they definitely weren't waiting for the manga to be written. 
No, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, it couldn't be that. <laughs> See, man, that's what Game of Thrones. I mean, it's in the done. manga too. They they'll spend like a whole. They'll spend like a whole. Uh, <laughs> what? They'll they'll spend like a whole fucking half of an issue of Dragon Ball Z charging charging up their power. What if what if there was like a whole season of like Game of Thrones where Danny was just like sitting in a chair just going charging like up her dragon, charging up her dra- or yeah the dragons were just like sitting there like stewing just like ready like like charging up while George R R Martin like finished writing the books. And Game of Thrones was just still going, but the, the dragons were just charging their lasers. The dragons have been charging for four seasons yeah. now. Yeah, for four seasons, so that like they can finally get to Westeros and we can get the the ending that that was properly written. Man, remember they should have done that. They should have done Game that. Of Thrones. I'm, I'm not even kidding. People cared about. Yeah, there there was a time. There was a time. I was one of those people. Me too. We both were, and we both fell out at the same time. Uh, you hate well, to see it. the the Giver ends with uh the he sends the ship back up into space bye that's it goodbye because uh, oh, so, the, the spaceship has no jets or anything on it it just kind of it just kind of goes it goes or alien technology yeah. baby yeah. you don't need you don't need uh conventional propulsion methods if you're an alien spaceship you know, you know to be fair like i guess denny denny Velnov does the same thing in arrival and yeah, uh, he, and dune but denny denny <laughs> it's a little loved, more grand when denny Velnov does it denny just loves a, a spaceship that's just a big floating rock yeah <laughs> what would a denny Velnov guyver look like i want to see that movie hey man he did a good Blade Runner sequel. He successfully adapted Dune. He can do anything. Um, I, I think he's doing Rendezvous with Rama next, actually. Uh, there's some buzz about that. I don't know if that's actually true. I haven't true. heard anything about that, but I think what he's actually but doing ha- next is Dune too. Well, I mean, after that. I've been reading some some clickbaity articles about him potentially doing Rendezvous with Rama and like having read it. like I would love that. Ooh, that'd be really nice. I would, like, uh, that's keep, what inspired Mass Effect. I would keep those rumors at arm's length until there's something more tangible yeah well, that's why right, uh i just like to dream a second movie out from a movie yeah <laughs> in production well that's usually how the but, world believes um, you got one in the back pocket but i'm not saying anything definitive that's why i prefaced with that but i like to do i like to dream i like yeah. i like to think that denis Villeneuve could do a fucking banger of a rendezvous with Rama I mean, movie. he makes really good movies he does so he can do whatever he wants as far as i'm concerned that's right before we wrap it up and rate I want to mention maybe my favorite shot in the movie. Oh, please. Um, where there's a big crisis going down at the bottom of a cliffside area. And oh, yeah. Corey is screaming for Solid Snake. And Solid Snake is screaming back for Corey. And he realizes he has no option. He just has to go. So he he <laughs> scoots back and runs full speed and jumps off the cliff, proclaims Giver. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get an incredible CG T-posing David Hayter on a cliff with little tentacles with armor pieces attached to them, like, coming out from behind him and, like, forming the Giver suit around him. It looks terrible yes it's so funny it is it is a delight it's it so 90s awful mm, um, absolutely awful it, it just, it's so great because like the the all of the power and propulsion of his jump is fueled by him doing weird facial expressions yeah but and then as soon as he jumps it's just cgt pose yep cgt like, pose and he's just guyver guyver <laughs> <laughs> 
Guyver, and then he just turns into it. There's no like drama, just Guyver. You know, like there's something like that. There's no Guyver or Guyver. Well, the uh, thing too ba, is ba, like Guyver. You know, or, like his, it was just Guyver. The start of his sprint to jump off the cliff is like in slow motion too. Yeah. So like it's super. Dun, dr- there's dun, a lot. Dun, there's a lot of running Guyver. in slow motion in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like running in slow motion. He gets to the edge. He jumps off. And there's Guyver. T-Post. <laughs> Bad CG. Lands. Oh, oh, I do love, though, that when he lands after that shot, like, uh, the camera, like, uh, like pans over and you see, like, cinder marks where he landed. Yeah. Like, it, just, yeah, like he burnt the ground on landing. That's fun. I, that's that's neat. It's, like, it's kind of like the laser beam thing. Like, they do stuff well, where like it's, it's like, kind of, like, ramp up your imagination. It's, like, we don't have the budget for, like, like flames and stuff when he lands, but we can show, like, sin- singe marks on the ground. Yeah, they didn't do, like, a crater or anything. Yeah. It's just, like, but just, they, like, they two would have. little... They would have. They would have if they had the budget, it's and I respect like that. It's just, like, two little black footprints mm-hmm. <laughs> where he landed. Mm-hmm. I also this like how... budget, man. There are a couple of fight scenes in this movie that are just devoid of music so you can hear uh the little like machine noises of whenever the guyver moves it's good it's really fun like uh to me it really brought home like the the mechanical bits i agree it's fun i don't know if i think it's good but i think it's good fun uh, it is it is fun because what's very obviously like a rubber power ranger suit just beep boop yeah, uh, yeah, it's all sorts of cool machinery noises, but like, yeah, it, it is particularly silly. Like, like those those sounds that Foley would have worked, I think, well for like Ridley operating the mech fighting the alien, like yeah. Queen, mm-hmm. um, like that degree of like forklift, like pneumatic sounds. Right. Um, but they are cool in their texturing. Like they are they are really neat to listen to. And I mean, yeah, it's a guy in a rubber suit, like by comparison. But it does help. These, I mean, they're, they're these guys did everything fun, they could. They're fun bits of foley yeah, yeah like the it's just another example of like the the there's a lot of like heart and soul in this where like they were did everything they could to help like bring out that imagination um and and ramp up the the excitement you know and i i'll always respect that yeah good or bad and, um we rate yeah it's fine. yeah mine as well well, Cleve, it was your pick, so you do the honors. Oh, you know, I, I think this is definitely going to be the highest rating in the group. No surprises. I guess I was starved for sweaty dudes in tight rubber suits uh, punching each other, and there just being lots of big old blood bursts. We forgot to mention that the rhino's eyes, like, explode. Like, he shoots, the, the he rhino shoots lasers into He shoots them lasers into its eyes, and they explode. Man, the movie has that in it. It's two hours long, and I'm going to take off. Normally, I'd probably take off more stars for, like, the runtime and all the rest of it. Like, I think a 3.5 is very healthy, but I just, for me, those moments were just so good and so much fun. I'm going to give it a 4, and I think that's really high, but that's what that's where I'm, I'm going to sit on this one. Would you say it was better than the first? Oh, definitely. 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 Yeah. I, I, yes and definitely definitely uh yeah for sure the blood man like the blood alone makes it better uh again too like the shot like in the opening sequence where like he walks out of the mist man i was so excited oh i was having such a good time during this movie yeah i thought it was pretty good too i really liked that they had some good old-fashioned practical blood in it it was much missed in the first one yes this movie is way too fucking it's long. It's way bro. too fucking long. It's way too long. Oh, Honestly, if this too. movie was 88 minutes like the first one, 
it would have probably been like four and a half or five. But as it is right now, it's a three. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Ben. Um, Very I, fair. I I agree pretty pretty wholeheartedly. There's fucking forty minutes of fat that could be cut out of this goddamn movie, uh, and like, man, it really really drags down the the fun stuff, which I mean is absolutely worth noting. Like, the practical effects are pretty pretty great. The blood is really nice. The fight scenes are fun. The costumes are uh, have a lot of attention to detail and look very good. Uh, all that stuff is very fun. I, I think that as a movie, I think I do still prefer the original Guyver. I, I miss the blood um, for sure. But in terms of runtime and just like kooky fun stuff, I think the first one has more than this one does. Yeah, this one I also agree. didn't have a Mark Hamill deception in it. It also did not have a Mark Hamill deception, but uh, anywho, the Giver Dark Hero <laughs> receives an average of three point three out of five. Yeah, that feels about where it needs to be. Yeah, oh, yeah. We have predictions. Yeah, scream, scream. Now, now that, that we have opening weekend, scrum. For scrap. So. So first off, I will go on our collective rating. I don't remember what our collective rating is, but we all predicted a three, so we all win. <laughs> Yay! Everybody wins! <laughs> Woo! So we'll need the box office for tiebreaker on this one. Yes. Our collective average was uh, like 4.4 or something. Like that. It was high, yeah. Cleveland, you predicted that this would get... A 70 on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that right? TC predicted 66, and I predicted 46. Ooh, I think It Cleveland... is sitting at a 75 right now. Nice. On Rotten Tomatoes. So, Cleve, you get the first one. Hey, Good for first stream. of the year. Generally yeah. well-received as well. Good. Yeah. See, <clears throat> I was, and th- this is this is the thing, right? That was my, that was my thought is, hey, it's an R-rated film. It's an R, maybe it's a hard R, and the trailer couldn't show very much of it. And I was right. And so that paid off. And, and you know, awesome. ready or not, guys, they're good directors. Damn um, and box office, let's see. Uh, Cleve, you predicted 8.6 million. Oh, no, because I did the. Oh, yeah. Right. This is for opening weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're using the excuse you predicted 8.6 total. Overall. Um, I predicted 15, and you predicted oh, yeah. 20 tees. And over four days, opening weekend, 36 million. Nice! It Hell yeah. for them. It dethroned Spider-Man to be the number one movie of the weekend. <gasps> awesome! Which is pretty I impressive mean, for oh, a I'm horror so movie. i to hear that. That is, yeah, that's, that's actually great. That's wonderful. I mean, Spider-Man was already kind of winding down, so I think that definitely helped Scream, but uh, I, I am glad that it had such a good opening weekend. Wow, even my my modest, uh, what I thought was high, uh, 20 million, was, like, well below. Mm. That's yeah. exciting. Good for Scram. Yeah. Good for that. Happy for Scram. Um, okay, so next week, uh, it's Ben's pick. Indeed. Have you locked down what you're picking yet? Yes. So okay. my next pick is a spiritual sequel to a 
podcast favorite golden pod that we covered late last year called The Seventh Curse. Yes, yes, um, yes. The same director went on to do another yes. Wisely movie, and it was his final film after he did Ricky O, same year. It's called The Cat. Hell yes. And I am unbelievably excited oh, for whatever same. it holds. Same. Yeah, you know, man. like, yeah, unlike the guy, you know, they took us two years to get back to the Giver. Like, I am very glad it's not taking us that long to get back to, like, getting like, back to wisely. To getting back to wisely. Just yeah. a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, definitely come back and check that out next week. I'm, I'm be real. Seventh Curse is, I think, one of my favorite movies we've covered on the podcast. Like, <laughs> just about it. It's that, a fucking banger. That movie fucking slaps. Like, all right, here we go. All right. Sponsor. And time. the sponsor of this week is brought to you. Well, we've brought to. The sponsor. To us, brought to you, is the sponsor by the hopeful smile of an innocent child. That is the sponsor. <laughs> Check out, did you get that? Brought to you by us is is your sponsor uh, that is also ours that we bring to you, uh, the smile of an innocent child. Are you, are you feeling down? Are you sad? Don't be. Just look at the hopeful smile of an innocent child, and and you will feel like there's still a ray of sunshine coming your way. But, like, from a distance, though. <laughs> Why? I mean, we don't all have to be, like, have to remain within 300 feet of a public school. Like, what, what, what do you mean? What a... Just, just for safety. Just for safety? What? Is it... Anyway, that's our sponsor for this week. <laughs> All right. That'll do us for that'll that'll do us for it this week. <laughs> that's what that it'll do to you just fine. <laughs> it'll do to you just fine. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> oh. If, if, if you like the show, then leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever else you can rate and review. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podpeoplepod. You can become uh, an honorary podboy over there if you so choose. Shoutouts to our honorary podboys, Sam Simon and Sarah Morris. We love and appreciate you guys as always. Follow us on Twitter at podpeoplepod and at letterbox.com slash pod people pod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings of links to those reviews i'm on twitter at some spooky snake i'm on twitter at mr sheets and i'm occasionally tweeting for light arc studios we put up progress on it stares back uh the the super cool dark spooky strategy game um uh it also has some big wet bugs it does it does i like i like painting a big wet bug um, you can find more big wet bugs on dreadxp.com. Uh, if you go to uh, see some of the other games that the studio I work for is working on, done a lot of art for uh, their all their super cool games. Uh, most importantly, Sucker for Love, which has some big wet Lovecraftian waifus in it. You know, if you want to, you ever thought, man, Cthulhu sure is scary, but also I want to date them. Go play Sucker for Love, and you can do just that. Hot. It it kind of is. It's pretty rad. (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, be sure to keep your bugs wet until next time because you don't want a dry bug. Bye. Bye.